You think this is funny? No, it's probably not, right? This is very terrible. Is it so? <laughs> it's, it is. It's so terrible. This could have been avoided if you hadn't played with no, something you don't I'm understand. Sorry. It is funny. It's a hoot that you don't get why we need this. Tony, maybe this might not be the time. Really? To... You just roll over, show your belly every time somebody snarls. Only when I've created a murder bot. We didn't. We weren't even close. Were we close to an interface? Well, you did something right, and you did it right here. The Avengers were supposed to be different than Shield. Anybody remember when I carried a nuke through a wormhole? No, it's never come up. Save no, New York? Never heard that. Recall that? A hostile alien army came charging through a hole in space. We're standing 300 feet below it. We're the Avengers. We can bust arms dealers all the live long day, but that up there, that's, that's the end game. How are you guys planning on beating that? Together. We'll lose. And we'll do that together too. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host Gabe Thomas, with me as always is your co-host Francisco Alcala, but who is not always with us, who is with us today, is our special guest Tim Fleming, who you probably remember from our Avengers episode. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Franny? I can't exclude you. Yeah, you can. Um, I tried. You've definitely tried. Um, I'm doing pretty okay. Did I even say that we're talking about Avengers Age of Ultron? There you go. You guys have read the title. You know. You know. You've done the math. Tim, what do you think of Age of Ultron? Super baseline thoughts. Oh, uh, I don't know where to start. Okay. <laughs> is that, is that a, in a good way or a bad way? Well, I don't know. It's weird because I don't really have a whole lot of strong opinions on this one. Like, when we did the Avengers episode... um. Well, that's obviously, I think I said it a lot, but that's my favorite Marvel movie. So I was very biased and I had a lot of biased opinions there. But for this one, I mean, there's so much going on. It just doesn't like stick with me as much. It doesn't feel as, as special. <laughs> no, it, it feels a little oversaturated. Well, a little bit is an understatement. It, it's very oversaturated. That could be a good thing, depending on uh, what you like in a comic book movie, but it's just insane. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it kind of juggles everything pretty well. Like, the pacing is still pretty good. Like, all things considered, I, I would say the pacing is better than, probably, it's better. It's a lot better than Endgame. Uh, Endgame feels like its length, while this... Um, Oh, I would say Endgame actually feels longer than three hours, but that's just me. And then this feels like, this feels more like two hours, and it's like two hours and 20 minutes. So yeah, I'd say the pacing is pretty good, and it's impressive how many set pieces and characters that the script is um, able to juggle at one time. Um, with all that being said, yeah, it's, it just doesn't feel very special. I don't disagree with any of that, but I really enjoy this movie. It's one of those, and I'm sure I've done this a bunch on this on this podcast, where I've seen all these movies like a sickening amount of times. I understand the problems. I understand it's not great that Thor goes to take a bath and see the fucking Fanny Stones halfway and through then, the movie. And then, yeah, just disappears halfway through the movie and then comes back at the end. And it's, of course, it's too quippy, and some of the color grading towards the end is a mess. Well, and I it's actually not like the quips, though. I think that's what kind of distinguishes it from a lot of the other Marvel movies, is kind of the Joss Whedon dialogue. 
There was some characters that probably shouldn't have been making quips. It felt kind of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I was saying, that's fair. I understand all of that, but I think that this movie has a lot of my favorite character moments for these, like singular moments that when I think of these characters, I think about, especially all the Tony Stark lines and some of the, the banner stuff. It's like, I don't think that people would care as much about the people behind the masks of the Avengers if it wasn't for this movie. Like, I think Avengers does a great job of setting up Iron Man and Captain America, but I think this does a great job of establishing Tony Stark and Steve Rogers at this point, post the events of their sequel movies and what happens in the first Avengers movie. It just feels like they flesh out all of the relationships between everybody for once. (laughs) Yeah, right. There's just a lot of interaction between all the characters in this movie and i really like it and it's like some characters that didn't really seem like they got a whole lot of screen time together actually got some time together in this movie yeah well when you look at the first avengers that's a character movie and that's you know such an achievement especially because it's the first time it's been done that's a big complaint people have with this movie is it feels like more of the same but i don't think that's true that movie's establishing a team and this movie is seeing that team and where they are at the peak because the next time we see these characters, they fight each other and they're Wait, divided. Is this the peak? <laughs> I think it's the peak for them as a team. Because you look at it, Avengers, they're still figuring each other out. Age of yeah, Ultron, they I, have I guess. it. Civil War splits them apart. And from I'm then lie. on, this is kind of a bad peak. <laughs> well, I, you know what I mean. I mean, as a yeah. team, team structure, from then on, it becomes like Infinity War. The team's never together. Yeah, this is like the last time they're all actually together and considered a team. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I mean, it's just yeah. completely. I think when people think Avengers, this is the versions they think of. They don't just think of Avengers 1 Tony Stark, where he's like, just Tony Stark and he doesn't really give a shit. In this, he cares almost he's too like much traumatized. that he destroys the world. That's definitely, the, I think that's the case, too. This film really develops them to the point where they are maybe like later like basically in the last half of the mcu movies so far it's kind of um the the first time we get to see these fully fleshed out and round characters uh that we've known to or that we've grown to accept as like the character but yeah i guess it's true that the earlier like the earlier films were, were a little bit like they were getting there but they weren't quite there yet that is probably one of the biggest strengths this movie has is the the character development getting the the interactions right because there are really like gabe you you said the character interactions are great they are it's probably the best part of the movie yeah no especially with that that party scene what i'm talking that is about definitely the best part of the entire movie <laughs> oh, the yeah. party scene from just the start of it where it's like roadie and he's telling his joke and no one's really giving him the the complete payoff that he wants for it and so he has to find another crowd for it from that stuff and then of course the hammer scene is the big set piece of that that leads into the introduction of the main villain it serves two incredibly essential purposes for a movie like this that's true it's just it's so impressive it really is and of course captain america moving that hammer a smudge just so that's just a great comedy moment like that that whole scene is is so funny and you know i was reading the um trivia on imdb most of it is garbage but oh i know some I of it, it there's some good <laughs> stuff in here but yeah apparently um i think joss whedon implied at some point that that captain america 
could have lifted it then and there. But yeah, he's didn't. holding back because he doesn't want to embarrass right. Thor. Yeah, I read the same thing. <laughs> I think that's I think that's pretty wonderful. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of well known too. I feel like a lot of people thought back to that scene after obviously Endgame. <laughs> well, of course, and that's you know when Thor says Thor contradicting himself four years or i guess not four nine years in the future technically yeah time jump. and he's like i knew it in endgame he's like oh i knew it i always knew he could do that when at the time he's like oh shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which definitely again tiny thing that's something the mcu does oh so yeah well. it's a really it's good setup for something that happens like i don't know what four years what, down the this track came, this came out yeah four years yeah. later well yeah this movie does a lot of great setup and i think not only the hammer scene but the scenes where wanda is like showing them their fears or whatever is also like it humanizes those characters completely by showing what they're afraid of like tony is scared that he's gonna fuck up and get everybody killed which he does Uh, (laughs) yeah and then cap he just like wants to be back in the 40s but he knows he'll never be able to but then he is uh yeah. thor <laughs> thor is scared he's gonna get everybody in asgard killed and then he does, does. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's just like it's all these things and tasha is scared that she's gonna become like this murderous spy lady she kind of does we're gonna have to see black widow and also her. says she's a monster for not being able to have kids that's weird that, that scene is a big mistake um, yeah that i didn't like that scene very much there, yeah there's two little things that completely kind of corrupt those character moments and then clint barton gets his clint Say what you will about Jeremy Renner. I know Jeremy Renner and Joss Whedon are both super canceled. It's okay. We're not going to talk about it um, <laughs> as much as we usually would if this was just us. Yeah. So we're not going to bring Tim into that. Um, <laughs> we love canceling people on the show. Uh, but Jeremy Renner, this might be him at his best, I think. This no, is, definitely. This is Hawkeye. He's so great. Also, the outfits in this are really good. Like, They're some, some of the best. Some of the best. He has the purple oh, yeah. tones like he does in the comics. Natasha kinda. definitely has her best haircut. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Every time we talk about Scarlett Johansson in these movies, we have to rank her hair. This is number one. This is by far number best one. It's perfect. hair ever. Oh my god. Yeah, she killed it with that. But yeah, no, in the Captain America suit, which is the same suit, I think it's a little modified in Civil War, but it's pretty much, it's that perfect blend of like the Secret Wars one and Winter Soldier with the 40s one. It's not too scaly. It's not too scaly. He's got the magnets for the yeah, shield now. I really yeah, like that detail for pretty much no reason. <laughs> Leads to that great moment in Sokovia later when the shield's in the Ultron bot and he gets yeah. it. He's like, what were you saying? He didn't finish. It's great. It's great stuff. It really is. And then uh, the Iron Man armor is just like, yeah. <laughs> sure everyone looks yeah, great it's, it's it's okay one it looks good but it's like it's not like super special they make up with for it for with the hulk buster so it's fine oh my god yeah and i will definitely talk about all the action scenes later but yeah no that it's just every character man it's just it's so well done here because we had three years since the last avengers made a billion dollars and then this <laughs> movie made a billion dollars and in the middle, Iron Man 3 made a billion dollars. Like, this is definitely, if it has Iron Man in it from this point on, it'll make a billion dollars. Um, Which is why they put him in all yeah. of them. And pay him the most, because uh, they, they're like, we'll make it back. It's like, okay. Robert Downey Jr. deserves it. <laughs> he does. He's great. He really holds these together. Apparently, this is the this marks the highest opening day. Oh, I believe yeah. it. At 82 million. Yeah, I saw it opening Which day. is insane. Of course you did. I saw it. I, I don't know if that that means like Thursday night or Friday night. I but... think it's probably probably Friday. I would imagine. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like I, it'd probably I, be I Friday. Because I don't think every theater does. No, I don't think Thursday so either. And I don't like you know you never think so. of a movie as opening on a Thursday. 
Yeah. Usually you go on a Thursday, but you're like, oh, it's a Friday night thing kind of thing. But yeah, no, I saw this opening day. Fucking loved it because I was 11 <laughs> or 12 or whatever. I loved it. You know, I still think it's great now, but I loved it then. Didn't see a problem. Thought it was the best movie ever when I was that old. Oh, that yeah. Age. Well, I thought it was I thought it was incredible when I saw it. Like, well, and part of it was there was so much hype. Like, I don't think I've ever been more hyped for a movie, except for maybe Force Awakens. Right, yeah. But, I guess I'm the weird one, because yeah. when I first saw it, I th- I just thought it was okay. <laughs> like, it, it <laughs> well, wasn't bad. It was, yeah, like, it was yeah. pretty good, but, I mean, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's totally fair. Like, yeah. It's, it's definitely, especially, when did you see it? Did you see it around the time it came out? Yeah. I oh, saw okay. it, like, I... I never go to the movie theater or anything. So I saw it when it came out on DVD. I think my family rented it. So it was probably like six months after it came out. (laughs) So it was probably a little less hype for you, right? Maybe? No. I mean, at that time, I wasn't super into the MCU. I had seen a couple of the movies. Um, So I guess it might have just been like I didn't have the the same amount of hype as you guys might have had. Yeah, no, because I was living and breathing MCU yeah. at that time. I was Just like, like now. At that point, well, at this time, I'm like, it's it's like a love-hate thing where I'm like, I know every line to every one of these movies, but there's things I don't like, but there's things I love. Like, yeah. it's, like it's like this thing where I'm, I'm like, yeah. torn between this is cynical and then me being completely sentimental about it's it. It's like, <laughs> this is bad, but I love it. But I love it, yeah, yeah. And, you know, most of it's well, good. I but. think one of the most impressive things with Age of Ultron is just kind of the scale of it. Oh, yeah. And, like, when I watched it again today, I was just kind of... I was just imagining what it would have been like to shoot it. To like, And I think about this a lot when I'm watching, like, super expensive movies, but, like, just... I, I Yeah, I just can't fathom, like, being in charge of a project like this. I mean, so, there, are, there are very I mean, few movies... Where you get to <laughs> lift com- a city, <laughs> yeah, completely lift a city out of the ground and then yeah, threaten to exactly. throw it back into the earth. <laughs> That's a really great plan, I, by the way. Yeah, that is a solid villain plan. I mean, if you want to kill everything on the planet, just use the planet against it. <laughs> okay, well then maybe we should talk about Ultron and not just his eyebrows and teeth. <laughs> I hate the teeth so much; they make me so uncomfortable. Yeah, the first thing Franny said when he came over to record today was Ultron's teeth fucking bugged me. <laughs> I've been thinking about them all day. I saw them in the beginning of the movie, and I haven't been able to forget them since. <laughs> yeah. No. Why did he, Why did he give himself teeth? He's got to be human. I kind of like the way his mouth moves. I, no, I like the way, the way his moves. mouth moves too. Oh. I just don't like the teeth. <laughs> oh yeah, just shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, it, and obviously, we need to point out it's James Spader, and James Spader was like, you know what? I'm not just gonna voice him. I'm gonna do the mocap. And there's like, good on him. There's the make. Yeah, anyone who does that. Yeah. Like points. Uh, but him and Mark Ruffalo, it's really funny in like the making of documentary. It's on like the Blu-ray, I think, and then I watched it on Disney Plus because Disney, Disney Plus has been really good about putting lots of making ofs on there. That's something more streaming services should do. But it's like Mark Ruffalo and James Spader in their mocap suits, and they're like palling around, and Mark Ruffalo's like showing him the ropes. It's it's really great to see. I mean, and James Spader. Later. Ultron cool. is one of is definitely one of the better villains I think in the MCU. I think he's great. I think sometimes the the humor can be a little much when he'll make like one too many jokes, but also he's, he's Tony Stark. Yeah, he's one of the only characters where all the quips actually make sense because of, of course he's going to quip. Tony made him. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's the mix of Tony. Yeah, well, I think I actually really like that that aspect of his character because I think it highlights um 
kind of the sort of hypocrisy of of his uh personality because he has the personality of tony but completely hating everything about him (laughs) right exactly and i think that really adds to it definitely makes him a little bit more interesting right yeah Yeah, i know you see him get visibly upset because there's that moment when claw compares him to stark and he's like (laughs) you compare me to he cuts his fucking arm off which there's your empire strikes back moment which we always talk about where somebody loses an arm in every phase two movie so there's that one for you (laughs) and then he comes back in black panther and is like one of the best parts of that movie he's so yeah i think it's cool that they kind of just name drop wakanda (laughs) you mean Wakanda? oh yeah (laughs) yeah wakanada yeah it was really great well that was that was something that surprised me on my rewatch because I haven't seen this movie in years. Mm. And um, the first time I saw it, like, because I don't read comics, I have no fucking clue what Wakanda <laughs> is, so it just kind of went over my head. Right. Um, and then and then I watch it now, I'm like, hey, Wakanda. Oh, yeah. That's no, cool. you could believe, like, 12-year-old me in the like, you're like, well, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> he said the thing from the thing. Well, and for me, there was a lot of stuff like that because this movie alludes to so much that happens in later movies. Um, that would have just completely gone over my head at the time. So I, I do think I appreciated it more, I, or I appreciate it more now, especially with the scale of the uh, the project. And Yeah, I think, and it also really has, like, we're talking about Ultron. His motivation is, like, it actually makes sense. It's just kind of misguided. I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool how he calls them out for being murderers because they are murderers. They probably each murder like a hundred people in the movie. Um, uh, maybe well, not not murder, but that's you know. something I like. If we're jumping right to the end with the Sokovia thing, you see them saving people. Like it's like Captain America. That's, yeah, that's is true. Effort. It's nice. It's nice to see them actually trying and but like even so I mean yeah it's kind of like the whole man of steel thing like can you really blame them for the involved in the destruction but also like but like they're trying to save people so it's it's different than man of steel um where where superman just punches sod into a million buildings and I'm sure there's like thousands of casualties but, yeah something know. kind of weird that I've noticed about a lot of these movies, <laughs> superheroes don't really tend to save too many people. They just kind of yeah. fight and then they just leave. <laughs> so it's it's nice to see them actually be heroes for once instead of just fight Ultron and then just leave Sokovia how it is. <laughs> it is nice. Um, yeah, because one of the things I often think about in action movies like this is when the heroes are inflicting a ton of damage on like properties and buildings and stuff and i'm like you know that costs a lot of money or you know there are probably people in there and they probably just all got you know murdered in half like less than a second um so and there's like a there's a little quip um where like when um tony is taking on hulk and the hulkbuster and he sees like the building that's being like you know developed and um it's still going up he's like how much I'm pretty sure he's like, uh, he says something like, how much is that going to cost or something? Implying that he's going to... You'd have uh, to pay for it. He's going to pay for it later, which is cool. 
I don't know if that was really the intention there, but I, I think it was. No, you just brought um, up like 10 different points that, that I definitely <laughs> wanted to get to. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Man of Steel thing. I've always seen that moment, especially that part uh, at the end where they like save the woman in the car, you know, where like she falls off of Sokovia and then Captain Thor save her. I always saw that as like a direct kind of fuck you to, to <laughs> Man of Steel, where it's like... Fuck you, Zack Snyder. It's like, exactly, exactly, which is something I say every night before I go to bed and wake <laughs> up in the morning. But I saw that as a direct reference to be like, our superheroes save people. <laughs> like, we're not just gonna... You know, things are getting decimated, we're not just gonna let it fucking... We're gonna try. Because obviously they can't save everybody. That's ridiculous. And if they could, it would, like, there's no stakes. But they're gonna try to save as many people as they can. And, like you said, I like that Ultron calls them out, or wh- whichever one he said that. I can't remember. Uh, but it was mentioned. I like that Ultron calls them out for being murderers, especially because Civil War is a movie about calling them out for being murderers. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I like so much about Civil War, too. Um, and it's kind of, you're, you're right, like, it kind of begins here. I think it also makes an effort to... Uh, to counter that with all that you know with a sequence of them saving people yeah it's it's a really interesting um debate and i think uh i yeah i really like the way this movie represents it right yeah no i i totally agree and i think it's great that we have a movie after this one that's like yeah, Sokovia, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, that's like, like a worldwide event. <laughs> there are actions right. for you. You're not the one who lifted the fucking island into the sky, but you created that. Like, you technically made that <laughs> Tony, happen. Right. You can't be like, no, you're right. We need to be under a code. When you're the one who made the fucking murder bot. Like, he's such a hypocrite. Yeah. And then created a murder bot to counter the murder bot. <laughs> There's something I'd kind of forgotten if we're talking about setting up future things of course i i have never liked the part when thor takes a bath and sees the infinity stones and sees ragnarok it sucks but the thing i do like is all the civil war setup that's in this not talking about sokovia of course there's the famous slog scene (laughs) don't take from my pile where with the great (laughs) gif of chris evans just ripping a fucking i love that so much but there's that scene you know where it's like tony's like i don't trust a guy without dark side and cap I think he says basically, "I will fucking kill you one day, Iron Man." Yeah, he's just like line. you. Just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which you know we see his dark side later, and he decimates Iron Man, <laughs> um, which is great to see because it's kind of satisfying to see Tony get his ass beat when he destroyed this country yeah, <laughs> by he, making he... a bot that nobody yeah. else wanted to make. He peer pressured Bruce Banner into making. It's like. Tony, this is your. You're trying everything you can to f- stop this, but this is your fault. Yeah, he he kind of deserved to get slapped around a little bit. <laughs> and there's that little tiny fight between Iron Man and Captain America, which surprised me. It's like a brief little thing. I don't completely remember because I watched this a couple days ago. Oh, there's when that, Vision. Yeah, that's right. Because they're like on different sides. Like some of them are like, we should take Vision. Yeah, you know, take him out or whatever. And the others are like, we should give him a chance. And there's that bit when like. Cap and Tony are fighting for a second. I'm like, oh my god, it's like yeah, Cap just, or, uh, Tony just shoots him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's like straight he in does. the chest. <laughs> he knows he can take it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that I really like those moments of setup. I think they're great. The Ragnarok setup is really bad. Mostly, I don't like any of it. The part at the end where Thor's like, I have to go find Infinity Stones is fine. Like it's a one-off line. 
But that whole thing, bringing in Eric Selvig again, like what a waste, right? Like what yeah. a waste of time. That's like five minutes. They didn't need to do that. <laughs> you set that up perfectly well, and at the start of Ragnarok. I, I just want to say, as uh, as someone who doesn't read comics, I, when I saw that, like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I think that's how most people felt. Because that scene's also supposed to serve, and it's hard to remember this now since it's, like, so ingrained in popular culture. That's supposed to be, like, a revelation that, like, the Cosmic Cube yeah. and the Ether are Infinity Stones. Well, I do like the the shot, like, the visual of the of the stones going up um, in the, well, know, yeah, the, in the galaxy shape. sky or whatever. And then, yeah forming the gauntlet that's i think that's a cool visual but uh, yeah i think i i would agree with you it's um it's not really it's a little jarring i think and it probably in the future i think the mainstream audience will appreciate that you know some might not i don't know it probably wasn't needed i feel like if anything it should have been in guardians because that was the movie before and the main focus was infinity stones so might as well just reveal that yeah all those other things are also infinity stones and that does kind of have an origin for some of the infinity stones like the collectors like at the start of the universe there were six singularities or whatever and you know that's a great way to set up of course it's not like the tesseract is one that this is one i don't like calling it the tesseract that's what the movies call it. it's the cosmic cube motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> the cosmic cube is one and all that stuff and it's a really cool idea I just think having a, a subplot where Thor's like, oh no, oh, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thou must go to the fucking bathtub and have a revelation about, like, I don't, I don't need that. Do it, I need it, that? Yeah, I, it, it really could have been cut out it, and put somewhere else. I see its purpose. That could be in a credit scene or that could be in Ooh, Ragnarok yeah, somewhere. That's true. Or like maybe if that was, if that was the end credit scene for the second Thor movie. Yeah. Or even the end credit scene for this movie. I mean, the one for this movie is literally just Thanos being like, all right, I'm a go, and then that's it. That's just how, that's just the end credit oh, scene. Oh, yeah. I there was, could have been a little yeah, more that's to true. it. I was so disappointed by that end credit scene. Me too. Because, well, not only because it's like, oh, you see Thanos and you're like, something crazy is going to happen. This is going to be a two minute scene or whatever. And then he's just like, I'll do it myself. Which has become, by the way, like a famous Thanos quote that people say. But. That's weird because it's just the actual this one scene is thing. really lame. It's such a lame, like, way to end the movie because the mo- actual movie I, ends really good with the Avengers subtleties. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, but I think it's it's a pretty good tease, though. I well, I don't know because we already have Thanos and Guardians. We've already seen so much of Thanos that like we know he's gonna do something eventually. So I mean, I feel like it just doesn't really work yeah. that great when that's all that there is if there was a little bit more to it then yeah that would be fine but for that to be all of the end credit scene it's just kind of disappointing and i understand why it's there because one the next avengers movie is about thanos and you want to set that up and two the first avengers movie joss whedon probably feels a little bit of ownership over that character because he put him at the end of that movie setting this all up so i understand why it's there i just think it's a complete waste of what could you could show something there i i mean you guys bring up good points i think if like that line final do it myself if that was still the end of the the credits the end of the scene basically but they they had extended it like you see the beginning of that scene like see whoever he's talking to i think it would have it would probably been more satisfying yeah in fact you saying that just reminded me 
or it didn't remind me, kind of revealed to me, he's probably just talking to himself, right? No, yeah, he's, <laughs> like he's, defi- he's, he's definitely all He's probably alone. not talking to anybody. <laughs> That's just like a secured vault, and you see it open up. I guess it's supposed to be, I don't, where is it? It should be on that planet where Peter Dinklage is. That's not that. Where yeah, is that? I don't that? know where that is. That must be on some ship Thanos has, I guess. It's in Asgard. He has it. But it doesn't look like anything. Yeah, no. It, it looks just kinda... unfinished. It looks like they didn't render it. It's just yeah. like this white void. It's kind of lazy. I mean, I guess that's not really important. I feel like it, if you're going to set up for something like that, your setup should make sense. It's not a big deal. It's just like looking back, it's like that's a weird scene to exist in yeah, the canon. There's, there's just a lot of weird things about it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, cool to see Thanos anyway. Uh, Even though line, he still looks wrong. <laughs> yeah, he does, he's, they didn't fix him yet. It's. I think the most distracting part of that is just how, when throughout all the like the end credit scenes, it's just how different he looks from, from what they, from the model and skin tone that they eventually used in Infinity War and Endgame. It's it's kind of annoying. It, well, it's always been annoying to me how they didn't stick with something and then just use it. I love consistency in movies and um, in series. So I think it, it kind of, it, yeah, it's just distracting. I don't know. No, you're, you're right. In fact, we talked about this last week on our, or two weeks ago on our Guardians of the Galaxy episode because Thanos is in that and we're like, he, he still looks, looks different. He still again. looks wrong. <laughs> and then we get to this. Yeah. Still looks wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think it's kind of for the best that they kept trying to change what he looked like because they finally got it right in Infinity War. I feel like uh, the weird, like, pink avengers <laughs> that's Thanos. One. yeah i feel like if they just kept that like it's good that they would have been consistent but it's also kind of just not that good of a model <laughs> can we do prediction time a segment that we do every episode tim this is a segment we do every episode called uh gabe and franny's big old prediction corner right Where are you going with do this? this every week franny <laughs> uh this week uh hold on play the theme Here's the story of a playboy genius who was gearing up to form some sort of crew. One's a former Russian spy, a god of thunder, one fought in World War II. This week on Gabe and Franny's <laughs> big old prediction corner, I want to say one day we're going to see a cut of these movies where Thanos has been changed to look like Infinity War Thanos every time. George Lucas special edition style. Someone's going to go back and change that, I think. I feel like which they, is going to be worse. If they were going to do that, I feel like they should have done it in the big box set that they put out when Endgame was coming out. I think they'll that would have been the time to do it, not like later. And I feel like it, there's just there's no point. Oh, there's no point. It's it's I it's like kind of part of the charm of early MCU of just having a a wrong Thanos. No, I mean no, you're right. I like it more. I like that we'll always see what it looks like. I think one day they'll put a version on Disney Plus where he's changed and most they, people they won't. Might. So you think they'll they'll George Lucas it basically? Big time. <laughs> That's exactly what I think they'll do. McClunky. Anyway. <laughs> uh all right, well, that wraps up this week's edition of, uh, what's this fake segment called that we never uh, done something before? Something Prediction something Corner. Something gave Franny's big old prediction corner. Play the theme. And this crew was labeled the Avengers. That's the way we all became the Marvel Bunch. The Marvel Bunch. The Marvel Bunch. That's the way we became 
should we like give some structure because we've talked about so much general stuff but specifics specific stuff like at that at the start their attempt to recreate the sixth shot from the first avengers where it circles around them you know the shot everyone used in every youtube video you mean forever the end? you know the one where they do the one they're all in their poses that's, that's, that's i mean those aren't that's dumb. necessarily the same thing i would say that the you would think that's what that's the to camera be. circle thing is at the end of the movie they do it again I, at the end of this i really movie. like that one I, no, I like that. I like that one too. That might but, be my favorite of any of those shots. Yeah, I just feel like the one in the beginning of this movie is can't necessarily be said to be the same thing. Sure, it's just okay. a, a, a convenient, cool shot. Well, them in their in their weird hero poses, it's like a moment that's noticeably stylized in a way that is so different from everything else. Oh, there's yeah. no slow mo in this movie other than that one really weird moment and you would think or like i would think being like a comic guy it's like oh is that a recreation of like a famous splash panel or something nope. it's not it's just it's just in there i think it looks fine it, it looks, looks okay. cool but it's silly like yeah. that's pretty wacky. there's a slow-mo there's a couple sh- slow-mo shots of thor in okay the well i blocked all that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. thor in the bathtub doesn't count as part of this movie yeah thor in the bathtub that should be like a marvel one shot <laughs> thor in the bathtub is one of those things they put on the be a petition to decanonize it yeah exactly i that, i do not accept that as canon because <laughs> it's just random it's just weird <laughs> Last time we ever see Eric Selvig, that's a great moment at the party when uh, Thor and Tony, which usually they don't have a ton of huge moments together when you think about it. Like, they're the three main ones. They don't have as many moments as, like, Cap and Thor do or, or anything like that. But they have that great moment where they're talking about Jane compared to Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> but Jane's better. <laughs> that's a great moment. I love uh, that. She is not, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole scene where they're arguing about whose girlfriend is better. Is yeah, really, I, I really is like really that. really fun. I like that. Uh, it's a good scene. Another great little character moment. I just like I just like characters being friends. It's like it's Me my too. favorite part of fiction. It's, it's <laughs> the best. You get to know, and this is definitely where they develop everyone's dynamic the most. Yeah. It's like I I get it now. They 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 definitely uh, like solidify them in this movie, and then just keep using them going forward. I think it's little moments like that that kind of make it obvious that this was written by Joss Whedon. Because that's the kind of stuff he's known for, like the little, um, you know, the banter. Yeah, and I love Justice I, League. Yeah, I think <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Justice League is the best movie ever made. That's what I've been saying. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for supporting me in my crusade. No, you're completely right. You see that in Firefly. I'm sure you see that in, in Buffy or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, but it, yeah, it's just he has this knack for... I mean, oh, fuck. for writing these characters who just get along, have unique dynamics, every single way you cut it, every character has a completely unique way they talk to everybody else. It's just perfect. It's what a team movie should be. You don't get that with X-Men movies. When I was watching it earlier today, I, I just got like, I, I just, I found myself wishing that Joss Whedon had done the third Avengers or, you know, the the next avengers movie as well because um because the dialogue is just so great um and everything like the pacing just feels so precise no you're completely I right i just want everyone to be friends <laughs> <laughs> franny believes in peace yeah he sees a suit of armor peace in our time around the world exactly <laughs> sounds like a cold world tony i've seen colder i can't do it i shouldn't do the whole thing no recite the entire script of the movie shit language <laughs> they're coming in our... no i can't do it uh but... no i'm sure you could i probably no i could but i won't 
There you go. Um, sorry, just slipped out. I, I do think it has the best opening line of it. It does. Movie. Every movie should have started that way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, great running joke that became like a meme for so long. A very unfunny meme. Um, but a great oh, yeah. joke within that movie is just the language part. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. Like what You're a really great... not gonna let that go. <laughs> <laughs> a great way. Hey, did you tell everybody? About that? <laughs> and then again, pays off at the end with Nick Fury when he comes back with the helicopters. Yep. Fury or helicarrier, sorry, the helicopters. Fury, you son of a bitch. You kissed your mother with that mouth. Uh, His mother's yeah. been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Again with the Joss Whedon and and the setups. The payoffs. Right. That's what we talked about so much five months ago in our last <laughs> episode, which I feel like was like yesterday. And yet the movie well, as a whole doesn't feel I yeah, I mean, now that we're talking about it more, like I I realize that I, I can't really put my finger on what really what it's missing. Because it's got all that quippy dialogue from the first Avengers, and it's got like it's got a really good sense of pace and it's got the setups and the payoffs and it's got a good villain um not as good as loki definitely but, one of the better know, ones they're like very the motivations are, are clear them. and understandable <laughs> yeah i mean they're both good villains and arguably like loki's obviously <laughs> the best but i mean ultron is up there i love ego um, ego and red skull for legal boys. reasons loki is the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true no that's definitely base point also it's because they put loki I, I mean i'm a little sick of loki that's for like, me too I he's been in loki. too many things when i watch him i'm like he's great but then when i think about him i'm like yeah he's he's in everything it's just because of the loki fans <laughs> he's the, great but the loki fans are a little much not his fault not his fault yeah no but that's okay. When you say what it's missing, I don't really know. I mean, this scene has ha- this one has Hawkeye on a farm, and the other one didn't. So this actually is more than the other one. If I had to, what do you guys think about the farm? I, I love all the stuff that happens. Ooh, on I the love farm. it. I love the farm. It's like it's probably <laughs> one of the best things of the entire movie. Just the entire chunk on the farm, really good. Bef- Except for that one Natasha scene. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. There's two so huge blusters of character moments. One of them is so tiny. And it's like it's not even like this huge like devastating thing. It's just like Joss, you know how to rate these characters so well. This is a weird moment, and it's when he's talking to uh, Steve Rogers is talking to Maria Hill at the start, and they're talking about Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And oh, we haven't even talked about those two. We'll get the, this. Is gonna be a long one. <laughs> I, I have not. Even, it's already been longer than usual. I've not even touched the tip of. You where can I cut it down. That sounds disgusting. So Maria Hill, uh, Kobe Smulders, Robin Scherbatsky from How I Met Your Mother, The Greatest Show of All Time. Let's go to the mall, everybody. Let's go to the mall, everybody! The point is, the moment where she's like, oh, she has this, and he has this, and she's like, he's fast, and she's weird, or whatever. Steve Rogers isn't dumb. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> why, would there, why is there that moment? It's the audience. He's explaining it to the audience. It's like, he should think, know what that yeah, means. That moment, that moment is kind of eye-rolling, because you know that's it's, it's supposed to be like a you know a funny moment but there's that's okay there's, there's two problems with it one that's just out of character and two we've already seen what they can do yeah we don't exactly. need it we don't need it dumbed down well it's okay to have like a, <laughs> yeah. a debrief i guess but not to sh- him though she should be talking to thor like thor is the one who's like out of touch yeah cap is a fucking military cap is aware <laughs> he's been in this world for like three years now he knows like <laughs> i don't understand that's such a weird choice just a tiny thing and then of course the other uh big thing 
and we've talked about this, I feel like since the start of the show, we always t- allude to the Natasha Banner conversation as being this really out of place and bad Because it's just so weird. <laughs> it would. It's just the idea that Joss sat down and was like, today what I'm going to write is a scene where Natasha explains that she's infertile because of this thing that happened with her spy training program. Totally fine. That's that's like real world. There's one line that completely stuff. ruins it. Her comparing being infertile to <laughs> to being a to being big green a angry monster. monster. <laughs> okay, one. You're not the only monster on this team. Way to isolate those who are infertile. Yeah, by the, the way. Fuck? Okay, did, okay like, to be just, fair, can I say? Um, I think she was referring to her being a uh, ruthless. But that's not what she doesn't say it after that. She talks about being an assassin, and then she's like, "Oh, you know, the only thing that'd be more important than a mission, you're not the only monster on the." It's like, <laughs> yeah, like okay, I you feel mean... like that probably wasn't the intention, right? But exactly. because of how it was written, that's how it came out. Tim is right, but the way that it's written, it sounds like she's saying, "I'm, you know, me being infertile, I'm a monster. Infertile people are monsters, <laughs> just like the Hulk, like." That's so. That's it's such a bad. It could have been written idea. a little better. If though, if there were like two lines flipped around where she mentioned mm-hmm. something about being an assassin before she said the monster line, instead of saying something about being infertile first, it'd be a good scene. <laughs> it would make me feel for Natasha, who I think is a great character. But ordering it like that is so brain dead and yeah. dumb. No babies for I me. I think I'm the a intention was good. But yeah, you're you're right. It could have been written better. I yeah, personally, I don't really, ha- I didn't really have much of a problem with that scene. I don't know how I really feel about the whole uh, Natasha and Bruce relationship. I knew, I knew that we were about to talk about this. Yeah, I like the that she's the one that calms him down, but I don't know if I really like them as a couple. I but... think I like it. I think I like I think it works it's just it's kind of an odd pairing there's never a hint of that before this movie but there's also a lot of time has passed in between these movies yeah and you know it's like it's something that I think it's great in this I don't think it's great that they never really talk about it that much again it's like I think that might be why I don't really like it is because it's just in this movie and they force it really hard out of the blue like it just kind of comes out of nowhere exactly it's very sudden Right. There's no beginning or end to it. It's yeah. just in this movie and never brought That's up again. That's true, and it, it doesn't like end. So it, it just feels like this weird. It's like this weird, um, just kind of episode of of their relationship where they're like they have a thing for each other, and then and then it's like doesn't happen ever again. It's, it's true. Strange. There's that one tiny mention in Infinity War when Bruce is back and he sees Natasha for the first time in years, and they say like something. Because he's in, been in space, but it's like it's like okay, you addressed it, but that's, that's it. not really enough. You didn't handle it. They mention it. They don't like. Deal they acknowledge with it, it but I that's mean, not dealing like, with it. Now Natasha's dead, so they can't resolve that. Yes, exactly. And Even I don't if they think wanted that, to. Uh, uh, Professor Hulk <laughs> can't. I, I was gonna say can <laughs> he should not physically be with anybody because yeah, probably one, probably not. Image, get the fuck out of my head. Two. <laughs> I mean, I guess I want. I guess I'll watch it. Three. Of course, you that's would. disgusting. Four. She would be destroyed. Five. She's dead anyway. So that's necrophilia. Six. Even if she was alive, it would just be bad. Seven. He, did he think about that when he meshed himself with the Hulk that he has to give like all romantic stuff up forever? 
Is that like no? Yeah, I think he, he already accepted. accepted I, I mean, okay. he wasn't exactly romantically active since he's been the Hulk. Betty Ross. Mm. She doesn't really count because uh, she's never acknowledged in these movies ever again. So she didn't <laughs> exist. But they name it Veronica. Because Betty and Veronica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's like the last time it's mentioned is that it's not even mentioned. It's like you have to do some fucking detective work. Yeah. To be like, hmm, the, the thing that sends Hulkbuster parts is named Veronica. And wait, he was with that girl named Betty. Betty Veronica. Archie Andrews. Oh, of course. <laughs> that <laughs> like, slap was so you gotta loud. Make some, I'm so sweaty right now. It's disgusting <laughs> in here. But it's just like, yeah, no. It's, what, what the fuck? That's the last time she's mentioned, really. I think that the Natasha and Bruce thing, all of that, in the movie, it's like I like it and it's well handled. It just, there's not really an initial spark and then it just kind of ends and they never do anything with it again. That's the problem. In the movie, I like the the scene where they're at the bar and I like the scene where Bruce gets her out and all that. That stuff's cool. Apparently, they play Kingdom Hearts music at some point. I was going to ask you that. They do not. I read that too. They do not. Yeah, I think they do. I I will okay, I'll have to listen to that scene one more time. But I'm like 99% sure they do not. I would know Kingdom Hearts music. Yeah, <laughs> for the podcast listeners, we probably never talked about it, but you're like diehard Kingdom Hearts fan. Absolutely. Been playing it since I was three. <laughs> he is like, he loves it. He loves the fuck out of it. And so, yeah, I read that and I was like, I'm going to fucking ask Franny about this yeah, on no, the podcast. I, I, de- I feel like I definitely would have realized that. And that feels really weird. Why would they do that? I think it might be Kingdom Hearts 3 music. And that it is impossible. In, no, it was used in this first. So maybe King, Maybe it was used... Maybe there's Age of Ultron music in Kingdom Hearts 3. There definitely isn't. I would definitely know about <laughs> I, I that. I need you to find out. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into my the... Uh, the one time per episode where I'm like, Gabe, keep talking, keep talking while I look look into this. Okay, Tim, what do you want to talk about? What do you think about the farm? Because I would love to talk about the farm. Do you like the farm or do you not? Because we kind of just moved on from talking about the farm, even though it's like a solid twenty minute chunk of the movie. About the farm. About the farm. Because <laughs> some people hate it and they're like, it's boring. Yeah, I like it. I said it. I love it. I think it's great. Okay, that's I mean, great. Like, you know, I think I said in the Avengers episode how much I enjoy the characters just talking to each other. And that's like the first half of the movie. So I, I love the first half of the movie. A lot of people don't they think like they, I mean, it's been called like boring or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's um, not boring just cause there's not as much fighting. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what, what Joss Whedon really excels at writing is just banter and quips and, and it's like kind of developing the characters and the relationships to each other. So yeah, I think there's less banter in this. Well, there is, I guess, because of Tony and and Cap. But yeah, I really like all the all the farm stuff. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I don't even mind that scene with Natasha and Bruce. I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, you guys are right. Um, I, I never really thought about how uh weird weirdly it was written, but. No, I think you make a lot of good points. Obviously, Joss Whedon does that super well. And the farm has great, again, great little moments just like the party does, just like any time they're talking does. It's got the moment where Thor just like breaks like a Lego and just pushes it under the, the couch and Captain America's watching him and they're just like, okay, like what a human moment. Like no other film oh, is yeah. really going to throw that in there. That's so cute and, and fun. I love that. One thing that was a bit jarring to me though is um, like Thor, Thor steps on the on the uh lego or whatever and then he looks down and there's like 
a really low angle shot of him and it's supposed to be the like um hawkeye's daughter's view of of thor and he's like this massive person and then the next shot the daughter is looking up at her mom oh i thought that was supposed to be like you see the object and then you see from where the object is i didn't think that was supposed to be the daughter oh maybe but i think oh i might be remembering it wrong but i'm pretty sure it's edited in a way that it it looks like that that he's looking down at the daughter oh yeah no you might be right because she looks up it's like a they do a reverse that's it's, interesting i don't know you might know you i'd might have to right. watch it again i would definitely but... like to know if that's franny's <laughs> doing know, that was little deduction oh my god it is it fucking is faced bitch <laughs> faced <laughs> but it's only for like two seconds so i didn't notice it might just be a coincidence i don't think it is but it's what? a little bit too no, coincidental no, it's not a coincidence and it's also in a different Stuff scene like but it's also disney <laughs> yeah it is disney it feels like it's very weird to be in this movie but it's also not in the bar scene it's when natasha pushes him oh, yeah. off yeah no, yeah i knew that yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't make him yeah. to make you look for the wrong scene. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was confused for a second. But I, I no, guess yeah. they do. It's, pretty, it's like I love you. But yeah, it's I'm for like two it. seconds. But I, I need to listen to that one more time. <laughs> so just well, to be sure. Well, Fanny's having this whole world choice though. Turned up. Yeah, my my world is over. I don't know. It, it'd be nice to know why they did that. Yeah, I'd love to. Because it know. doesn't. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that they're both Disney properties, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Especially for how short it was. Like, they played, like, two seconds of it, and then just a hard cut. Just a little sample. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Whatever works for that movie, I guess. Just weird. That This is a good time to just quickly bring up Brian Tyler, who scored... He scored Iron Man 3, which has, I don't know if you remember, has that really cool, like, end credits music at Do the end. Do you remember that? super jazzy yeah. and awesome. Ooh, maybe Joss Whedon was, like, playing a lot of... Joss Hearts, Whedon's a Kingdom Hearts. Right. Joss Whedon. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's probably going to say it is. Or Brian Or, Tyler like, while, he, while, they were, while they were editing the film, he's just playing a bunch of it, and he's like, hey, we should throw this in. <laughs> well, I guess you can sample stuff if you want to, right? It's just, yeah. That's Especially if no one's going to notice. Super bizarre. You didn't even notice. You I, know those I didn't, games. yeah. Yeah, oh my god. Our composer friend Noah was telling us about this. He was like, oh, yeah, Brian Tyler hasn't composed a Marvel movie since Age of Ultron because him and the studio had, like, a big fight, and now they aren't what? working together, which sucks because he was, he was a great composer. I really wish that they would bring him back. He's super good. Uh, and Franny, are you still doing Kingdom Hearts research? Yeah, I'll look into it later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is important right now. No, well, it's interesting, though. It's de- Yeah, it's definitely an interesting fact i, I guess learn I, I love how we're talking about two seconds of something that we didn't even notice <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah it's definitely the least important thing in this entire show <laughs> <laughs> but that's a fun fact right? yeah def- definitely a fun, fun fact. fact there is highly likely a piece of kingdom hearts music in age of ultron for no reason yeah anyway the farm is good and right? yes anyway like the farm is the one of my favorites <laughs> mm-hmm. it's good anyway. I, don't worry i was listening to the whole conversation okay. i mean <laughs> yeah like when i walked out of this movie when i first saw it like i just couldn't get over the fact that thor had stepped on a lego <laughs> I, and he I didn't even flinch about. yeah what the fuck i mean that's all strong. i remembered really <laughs> like, wow thor is strong, thor is strong. That's he what I got. <laughs> seeing this after he took an entire son in in Endgame, but he stepped on that Lego. That would be a great <laughs> meme. You know, the, sometimes I'll send you those memes that I love when it's like 
it's clearly from a foreign country and they've like changed it to like that spider-man one that i yeah. <laughs> always talk about where it's like uh i was never hit by a train or whatever it's just like ter- <laughs> terribly worded marvel memes that are like clearly translated from like spanish to english or whatever so it doesn't it's not a phrase right oh i don't know what you're talking about but i want to see yeah i'll send you a spider-man one because i haven't saved it's of course you do Uh, i look at it when i'm sad because it's so funny it's not that funny don't get your hopes up yeah no they're they're not very funny but i just find it that's one thing that just makes me laugh for some reason um Oh, just before I forget. Do you want to talk about um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch? Okay, yeah, we yeah, still we need to that. talk about them. <laughs> uh, half of them is super good. Wanda's awesome. She became like a great character. She's not as good in this as she becomes, but Wanda's become like. This one is of my definitely favorites. the weakest that she is in any of the movies. Right. It's a good introduction, especially when she's yeah. telling her origin. Super good. I really like that when she's like, "Yeah, uh, guess what? Just like everybody else in the universe, it was a Stark problem. <laughs> everybody was created by Stark, or something happened with Tony, and that's what happened to us." It, it it's like that one episode of Community where where everyone's origin story goes back to the same event. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend I remember that because I don't. Even though <laughs> I've I'll seen pretend that I've all, watched Community, all of that show, but I don't remember that. But you're probably right, and that's probably a great example. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I feel like Quicksilver is kind of lame. Doesn't really it's do not much. Even that he's bad. It's just that. Oh my. He's God, just an annoying dude, character. Don't give him really anything to do. I like his moments, especially with Hawkeye. Him and Hawkeye have pretty good chemistry in those, especially in those two moments. The first time that he takes him out. And then, of course, the the second time with the, uh... Nobody would know. Nobody. And the last I saw him, an Ultron was sitting on him. Yeah, I'll be missed, that quick little bastard. He's, like, 80% of his character is based on one quip that isn't even really funny. Yeah, Bet you didn't see that one. Sorry, I was scrolling through my... Ha! <laughs> they make that joke, like, four times. I don't really have an opinion about... Quicksilver or he's just a little, he's just kind of a nothing character like, i yeah i mean what I little he does have isn't that great it's true. i don't really think it's it's just kind of meh it's 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 fine i mean i i was watching it today and um and i i didn't know that aaron taylor johnson was quicksilver oh really? like i that never i never realized that so when i was watching it today i was like holy shit is that kick-ass it is and and like I guess I just never really made the connection. And he's he's also got facial hair, and he's um he's leaner too, so his face isn't as chubby. He's wearing a super um, dumb. What is he even wearing? <laughs> what would you even like an athletic shirt? Like, it's uh it's like the generic like Russian exercise jacket. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing. Yeah, it's really nothing. It's like the most basic suit out of everyone in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like is that really a superhero costume? Like that's not really anything. Yeah, I mean, I guess Wanda does kind of also have a pretty basic suit, but at least it's, it's still kind of yeah. It's you still- guys, you guys are forgetting the most important part. He wears Adidas shoes. He does. He does. You see him take him out of the closet and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Look at my Adidas. Get in my Audi. And I'm look so at my fast. Adidas. Yeah, I know it's great. <laughs> Am I faster than this Audi? No, oh, not quite. <laughs> oh man, yeah. He's not faster than a speeding bullet in those Adidas. That's for sure. Bruce Banner uses Beats headphones. Yeah, that too. To listen too, yeah. to he, he classical listens to his music. opera music on his Beats headphones. <laughs> yeah. I like that he listens to opera. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do like that to small like, detail. Calm down. Again, character, character, good stuff. Uh, but I, I always watch yeah. that, that, that bit after, I think it's after he wrecks the city or not. Or, or maybe that's more towards the beginning. I don't remember. 
but he's yeah he's listening to this opera music on beats and i'm always just like that's not the kind of music you listen to on beats <laughs> <laughs> well that's you, what he knows the bass of the cello like, it would it would make more sense um if someone was listening to hip-hop music like that contextually makes more sense but his brain's uh, broken from being the whole all the time so what are you gonna do yeah, I think the product placement in this movie is a little distracting. Some of it is. It's the the worst part is when so there's just like the one Audi. Like the whole fucking city has been destroyed. Nobody should have an Audi in Sokovia, <laughs> but there is one, and they all get in it and drive around, and yeah. you see the Audi yeah, logo. The car, the car that they drive is it an Audi? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But also, why is there an Audi in fucking Sokovia? They're so good that they can survive the entire town being lifted off the earth. Yeah, but no, I mean like. Sokovia is like a piece of shit. Yeah, no, there's no reason for them to be. There's the one rich person in all of Sokovia that. <laughs> I mean, I understand why. Yeah, it's gotta get that. Dumb. Gotta get that funding. Gotta get that cash. Should we talk about the action sequences? Because we haven't really talked about them. There's the opening one in the snow. I love any sort of action scene in the snow. It's always just a really like pretty place to put just something. Just kind of a general thing about the action, uh, and kind of another thing about like character moments i love that there's so many different like small team-ups in this collaboration yeah best one being when steve rogers throws his shield the ground and thor hits it with mjolnir yep flying through 100 ultron bots that's great also want to mention call back to the first movie i I do want to bring up how how much more kind of handheld is used in this movie um like from the the first avengers because one of the things i love about the first avengers movie is just how little handheld camera there is Mm. um and i think it had it some of it has to do with aspect ratio because you can get away with more shaky cam when you're using 2.39 oh that's right they changed 35 or whatever yeah yeah so i I think that's part of it and and I, i i prefer the the lockdown approach that the avengers did where you could see what's going on really clearly and it's just it's not like fast cut like fast cut hand cam, right? So I still think the action sequences. I, in I this think that are better than in like Civil War. Some of them. Like, yeah, well, it's they're definitely better yeah. than like the the Russos right. shooting style because the Russos are just fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, they love cuts. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's like, porn <laughs> it's like cut, cut, yeah. cut, 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 cut. What's going on? Don't worry about it. Poor editor. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like cool, like one of those cool people who's like, oh, you guys, the, the fucking airport fight in Civil War isn't awesome. It's fucking no, awesome. That, it's, it's great. I love that scene. It's super great. Awesome, but, but it does look bad. Yeah, there's there's some problems uh, editing wise there, which, you know. As someone that it, as but... someone that knows nothing about yeah. editing, looks okay. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, exactly. It's, with these kind of things. Well, like, I'd, I'd say it's mostly the color palette. It's so ugly and gray well that's kind of a problem i have with the end of this movie of course yeah but they shoot it like how all hollywood movies shoot foreign countries where it's like there's dust everywhere in america it's bad if it's not in america it's just dust (laughs) yeah which is like well "Hmm." that's not too far off though i mean it's it's, you know it's like it's it's just kind of a lazy kind of way to do it where it's like things are a bit browner here you know <laughs> or more it. gray yeah exactly it's that's like literally how it harsh is colors. <laughs> yeah but visually it's like is that really the best you can do no, to show it's another not, culture it's not as interesting 
No, but not at all. I, I do think it, it, it gives it a little more flavor. I, I just wish the color grading was better because, like you said, the, a lot of the color grading in this movie is fucking awful. Yeah. It's, it does not look good. No. I mean, you know, people say... I know I'm comparing it a lot to the first Avengers, but it's kind of inevitable. But people say the first Avengers looks like a TV movie. And I, I'd argue that's a good thing because everything looks... Except in a, like... They they argue that it looks cheap that way. I'd say it looks expensive that way because um, uh, it just looks so pristine and refined. Um, I, I guess there there might be a few scenes where the lighting is a little bit TV ish, but I think for the most part it looks really really good. This is a much more cinematic looking movie, but I think especially towards the end, some of it gets a little irksome i don't because i don't think i wouldn't say oh this is a bad looking movie but i would say there's certain aspects where it's like it could be better in avengers movie i don't like i'm not the guy who goes to like an avengers movie it's like i'm gonna pick apart the (laughs) the super technical i want to see the camera work for and of course (laughs) i like talking about that it's fun to talk about but with these kind of movies it's like they are not the focus did you see the part where he threw the shield and he hit the (laughs) like these movies are that did you see the thing where where cap held that robot and then thor decapitated it with his hammer it's great though (laughs) i I mean it's awesome yeah general audiences aren't going to be walking out being like, oh, the cinematography sucks. Exactly. It's it's just all the the YouTube uh, video essay people that that care about that, <laughs> right. and they yeah. can do it. And I like talking about it, but it has its place. Definitely. I also, it's way more fun for me to talk about. You know, it's like, oh, this is how they applied these characters. I love that's super cool that he threw the shield and he hit it with a hammer. <laughs> ah, we keep talking about because it's we all, all went yay on we the inside. Just for the record, though, like <laughs> yeah. there are some really nice shots in this movie, so it's not like the whole thing is looks shitty. No, it um, do- it doesn't. It's not know, a bad like, looking. Like movie. all the farm stuff, like everything is really green and it's very visually, it looks very nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just whenever they're in a foreign country, it looks bad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Yeah. All of the foreign countries just look the same. There's got to be a better way to, to show that, surely. Well, having been to a foreign country, I can confirm that that's probably exactly how it looks. <laughs> I can confirm. It is worse. <laughs> it, it is what every foreign country looks like. Yeah. Um, and that's... It's not like it's just how it is. Yeah, so. I mean, like it being gray in Europe isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's just a lot of yeah. cloudy weather over there. <laughs> yeah, it just makes the movie look more like a foreign movie that might not be as expensive, but it's okay. I mean, it, yes, I understand what some, you're saying. It adds flavor to the um to the production. I think. Oh, you know, uh, what's that other thing I read? Did, Gabe, did you see the the thing with Francis Ford Coppola and how? Oh, he hated it, right? This apparently prompted him to retire and end his movie career. He was the earliest least, version of Scorsese, <laughs> being like, "Fuck because, these!" Yeah, because it's these movies aren't art. Big dumb action movie blockbuster. It's not art. How can you say it's not art? Do you not remember the part where the robot was like? Strings and then the robots. Do you fly not remember the part where Thor steps up. on a Lego? It's fucking. That's <laughs> art. That is art. The part when he lifts up the table and it is art. And then <laughs> Natasha jumps behind the bar and she's like, pow, pow. "True masterpiece." It's true. It is. Yeah. It's true. It did happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Everything that you're saying, good points. For instance, Ford Coppola. 
I mean, he made like three mm. great movies, and then he became a fucking like, <laughs> idiot. Uh, <laughs> can I say that? I mean, if a movie um, being popular is what makes you quit, qu- quit your career. Movies. Let's see what his last. Maybe movie you just was. were looking for an excuse to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's that feels like you just want to have a publicized like retirement, which you probably would without being a dick about it anyway. Or just get brownie points for calling out. A very obvious movie that isn't trying to be art for not being art. What's brownie points? It's just like you're trying to get people to agree with you just because that's it. Just people agree with me. Oh, that's true. Just for whatever I say. Yeah, it's a big internet thing pretty much. His last movie was called Twixt. <laughs> it came out in 2011. A struggling horror writer visiting a small town on a book tour gets caught up in a murder mystery involving a young girl. What is the rating for this? Uh, 4.8 on IMDb. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Francis Ford Coppola, you say whatever you want to say. Uh, Martin Scorsese can say that kind of thing because he made actually good movies, fucking great, and they still are. (laughs) So, like, he can say that. But Francis Ford Coppola, he made Jack with Robin Williams. You know what that is? No. It's a movie where Robin Williams is like he's Robin Williams, but he has the brain of a ten-year-old boy. So Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, what? what the fuck is that? So can we talk about the puns a little bit more? Or the quips a little bit more, I mean? I mean, we've mentioned multiple times. I know times we've mentioned them. That With Ultron or who? Just everybody. Because this is one where it's everybody's doing jokes. And if it's it kind of works in this one more than it works in some of the later ones. And usually... Even in this one, it's kind of... There's some characters some that of them are, feel kind of weird. are kind of grading. The, <laughs> the one where I was like, oh, God. Like, the one where it's just like... This is such a small example, but he just says it, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's when Tony Stark walks into a barn, sees a John Deere tractor, and goes, hello, deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. What the fuck? <laughs> and there's more product oh, Well, I, I, I like stuff like that. I feel like I that wasn't necessarily intentional. <laughs> you don't think you see the John Deere logo on the tractor and he goes, hello, dear. That, that's probably <laughs> intentional. That's pretty bad. Some of them are pretty bad. The one I mean, where that's, that's kind of funny. It's, so I funny. It. <laughs> it's funny because it's bad. Cap doesn't seem like the kind of character to make a bunch of quips during a fight. The only good one is, is when, in the first Avengers when he's on the floor and Loki's like and you will fall and he goes not today and he round ass kicks him yeah that, that's <laughs> pretty good <laughs> not today he just says it so fast <laughs> and then kicks him in the head not today I think I think uh, the only character where it gets a little too much or it gets to be a little too much is Ultron yeah maybe but but like we already discussed it, it's kind of He's it's supposed okay. to be Tony Stark because so. that's kind of part of his character. So I I really like I really like dialogue like that. So Doesn't I just think his fixation me. on Pinocchio quotes is weird. I think it's a great analogy at the start. The only thing I don't like is when it plays the actual clip from the movie. Yeah, yeah that's what I was. Yeah, I was about to say like ah, oh, that's it's just you that's killed been it. So weird to me how how they they use the actual song. I like when he says it the first time, but then he says it like three more times oh, in the movie and flying, it just becomes less cool. And he's singing it to himself when he's in the plane. He's just like, yeah, I'm strange. Yeah, it's like, like the first time it's cool, but then you just keep saying it and then they play the Pinocchio sound clip and it's just like, mm, Don, yeah, you pushed it. Yeah, I get it. You're Pinocchio. Yeah, you're a puppet, but you're cutting your strings. It's like, Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you remember that video? <laughs> Sorry, that completely ruined the flow again. Damn it. Well, yeah, like, I, I just imagine, I imagine, like, Joss Whedon taking a break from writing. Like, he's writing the script, and then he watches Pinocchio, and he's like, hmm. Is there a Pinocchio level in Kingdom Hearts? Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go inside of a whale. Oh, well, that is what happens. I guess we're yeah. into the theory now that this is actually mm. just a Kingdom Hearts movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just changing things. That first part where, you know, also that was the trailer. It was like a slow cover of that song. It was a cool trailer. That first yeah, trailer that... is really awesome. But in the movie, his first appearance is like super frightening. Like if you yeah, like, I love it. Super awesome where he's just talking. And he's like, you guys, I killed somebody. Yeah, he's like, like an incomplete suit and he's like, yeah, I killed somebody. That's terrifying. And it looks more like his comic design where it's got like the open mouth. And then all the Ultron bots at the end, they all have the comic design, which is like awesome. Like they have like the red mouths and stuff. That's so fucking great. Ultron, because he has the three major forms. He has... The first one where he's just a broken suit, and then he has what they call Ultron Prime, and then he has Ultimate Ultron, which is, like, the Vibranium one. The Vibranium one gets, like, decimated uh, when they're all shooting the lasers at it, which How is another awesome How does that awesome work, exactly? Shot. Well, he's being blasted with a lightning from a god, an infinity stone, and repulsor rays. I think that <laughs> if something's going to melt it, I, I, you know, I guess. Uh, it's just weird that they they make it such a big point. It's like, it's indestructible, right. and they just very and easily destroy it. <laughs> That's true. But also, he has a heart. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> because one is like, oh, do you know what it feels like? <laughs> and he rips but out the there's heart. there's no point of him having a heart, because he still functions after. Okay, maybe you guys can clear this up for me, but I never understood how they could even possibly kill him, kill Ultron, because he's in the internet. The internet is everywhere. <laughs> Well, I don't think he's in the internet. I think no, he's he, just... No, they, they make it very clear that he... he that's how yeah. he escapes the suit. He goes... He's in the internet. Yeah, they so mention he, that. So he's basically immortal. But um, I I think that's what the, the vision scene was for, when he, like, grabs his head and then all the coding in him turns yellow or whatever. Oh, that's Because they, they, they're like, oh, he's cutting him off. Vision stops yeah, it so I having that connection. Yeah, so I think vision cuts him off of the internet. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's probably what what happens, or at least I don't think does he does he hop suits after that because yeah, no, he can well, like move between suits or whatever. But he, does he do was, that after? Of what I was saying is how they explode Ultimate Ultron. He's then as like escapes in that Ultron bot, and that's why he's in the woods because they blow up his main form. Like Tony, Thor, and Vision blow up his main form. Then Vision goes to the woods with that Ultron bot. That's the last one. That's the last okay, one that Ultron yeah. is in control of. And then Vision's like, "Well, I was born yesterday," and blows him up. But yeah, great. I, I, I think essentially also. they cut him off from the internet so he could just jump between suits, yeah, but, but he doesn't have access. Be, he's still going to be available in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> yeah, but there's you, you some go to things... YouTube on the Wayback Machine. Tim, <laughs> his face. you know better than anybody that there, some things cannot be accessed through the Wayback Machine, no matter how hard you try. This is true, but you'd think Ultron would be smart enough to back back up a couple or a few copies of himself. Ultron's in the so. cloud. Oh, you know what? He what? uploaded his consciousness to the to the, to the I mean... Google Drive. <laughs> fuck! Fuck! Yeah, right against your other phones. But this isn't Terminator Genesis, which came out the same year this isn't and had the same Terminator plot. movie. Ever. <laughs> no, it's not. One day, one day we'll probably get there. But uh, yeah, no, that you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. That's another one of those things. Well, yeah, that's always been something that kind of made me scratch my head. It doesn't make sense in normal logic <laughs> if he's in the internet, but movie logic, it's fine. We haven't talked about Vision. 
No, we haven't. Vision is is super cool. He's, a, he's yeah, he's always one super of the cool. best scenes in the movie for sure. Is that origin of Vision? Not only does it start with that fight, but then you get the scene where one he looks at Thor and he develops the cape because he's like, okay, well, I have Banner and Stark and Jarvis in me, and then he sees Thor and he's like, cape. So yeah, he's while like, he's talking, just. <laughs> Cape. All these different Avengers, because <laughs> he's like, it looks cool, and <laughs> the, so he takes the, the cape. They literally don't even acknowledge it. He just starts generating a cape while talking. <laughs> yeah, and Thor is just like, okay. But then the amazing moment where he's like, you know what? I'm not any of these. Contemplating things. his own existence. I am. You can trust me because I don't want to work with Ultron. I want to work with you. Let's go. And he pulls Mjolnir into the frame. One of the best setup in payoffs in a Joss Whedon movie. You have a whole scene early on setting up no one can lift this oh, unless they're worthy. Yeah, it comes. That's back a great and he point. Right away, it like he a was fucking suitcase. And he's like, he was born five go. minutes ago, <laughs> and so they're all like, "Oh, we fucking trust this guy. He's, he's literally like, worthy right. to gods. We he's with us. <laughs> he's on our team. That is he hacked into Mjolnir. <laughs> one of my favorite moments, like." In an Avengers movie, maybe yeah, in an it's MCU so movie. good. No, just, that's a great moment. The idea of that sure. being set up, and he just the way he lifts into frames, like let's go, <laughs> fuck yeah! That's how you introduce a new character. So so smart. I love it. It's really great. <laughs> um, do we? I guess really the last thing we haven't talked about all of the action scenes in, in super specific detail. Um, like there's that one where we even talked about the Hulkbuster. Really, we've mentioned we, men- it a we briefly times. mentioned it, but. That fight is is like the fight of the movie. Probably. Yeah, that is oh, definitely yeah. the highlight. Well, I remember fight. watching the trailer. Like, yeah, as I did like a million times, and and seeing the Hulkbuster. And just yeah, I, I can so I can imagine all the hype of the comic book fans just seeing <laughs> oh my Hulkbuster yeah. <laughs> because we were teased in Iron Man. 3. You probably remember because you watched yeah. it recently where the like Igor Iron Man suit and Iron Man three runs in. Yeah, holds it, up it's the like a, it's crate. like a miniature Hulkbuster. And we were we saw it was in the trailer and we were like, is that the Hulkbuster? Is that it? It's just like a bulkier Iron Man suit. No, dude, it's a fucking Iron Man suit. You're the normal Iron Man suit powers it. There's like nine arc reactors on it, ten including the other one, to power the Hulkbuster suit. And it has the fucking carrier unit that shoots in new uh, uh, new parts parts for him. It's in the fight itself with like he's grabbing the elevator. He's got to save the people in the elevator. And and that one sleep, seemed a little sleep, irresponsible. Oh, <laughs> the elevator thing. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's just it's just great. Yeah, that, that scene is. One of the things I love in that fight is. The very end when the Hulkbuster punches him and knocks him out, yeah, it's like a it's like a reverse callback to when uh, the Hulk punches Thor exactly yeah. right Avengers. off the screen. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so great. It's just some great stuff. Yeah, that action scene has a lot of my favorite Tony Stark quips, where he's like, "Oh, don't mention Puny Banner and all that stuff." It's great. Like, what a what a wonderful scene. It really is. Yeah, Probably every, every time I think of that scene, it's just go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> and it has the the callback if we're talking about avengers one callbacks there's the moment when at the end of that movie when tony's falling from space from the wormhole and then hulk jumps in he like saves him against the building there's a reverse of that where the iron or where the iron man suit like grabs hulk against the building but it's like shoving him into it it's great it's super smart maybe the best hulk action scene actually when i think about it that's probably the best one because that's the one where the only like prominent hulk where he holds nothing back because there's the ones in incredible hulk which are both the, the two big ones the end one and then the campus one are both super cool but this is probably my favorite yeah, I, I think I, I definitely like this one a lot more than the rest. Yeah, 
no, it's it's a great scene. I like all the other action scenes. And I love seeing Peggy Carter again, that dream sequence. That's like a really big, like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, because Peggy's your favorite MCU character. I love her. She's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, everybody should watch that show because it's a really good show. With Steve on the train or on the, uh, what would you call it? Like the bus or whatever with Ultron they're yeah. fighting. That's great. And Natasha's on the motorcycle. That's super cool. All that's super cool. The opening action sequence with Baron von Strucker is great. And then the end. And Cap throwing a motorcycle. <laughs> Cap throw, does the flip and throws the motorcycle. Exactly. It's just, it's so much fun. And then the ending 40 minutes is is just great. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Well, we've been going for a while, so let's read out some listeners. It's stuff. been like an hour we and should, a half. Yeah, because <laughs> this is definitely one where it's like, I can keep going. <laughs> but I shouldn't. Should, I probably shouldn't. Uh yeah, I should well just pull listener stuff. Tim, do you have anything that you want to bring up that we haven't talked about yet? No, I I'm just surprised how much we found to talk about because like when I watched it earlier today, I was just like, eh, I don't really, I don't know. It's it's fine. Yeah, even but... even after talking about all these great things, I'm still like, yeah, it's like a it's like a seven point five. Like, <laughs> well. <laughs> What are the major negatives with the movie? Because Tim, earlier you were like, "What's what's the missing piece?" And I'm curious yeah. what it is. Because I don't like this as much as the first one, but I still really enjoy this movie. And there's nothing I actively dislike. So yeah, I feel the like there's actually nothing I actively dislike either. There's just something that feels really, really off about this movie. And then the quip, like uh, the quips, do get kind of annoying after a while, and they kind of just takes me out of the movie i think i think it might be just the fact that there's so much crammed into uh, so little space like i i said at the very beginning it's it just it's very oversaturated and not the color palette <laughs> the um it's very undersaturated i i think that might definitely be part of it because this isn't a short movie either i mean this movie is like two and a half hours long and there's still way too much shoved into this movie <laughs> yeah no i don't think either of you are wrong it's definitely probably there's too much in this one movie especially when you're introducing four new characters vision the twins and then ultron it's like all of these characters are coming yeah there's there's one. just a lot going on and it's just maybe a little too much what do we think of quicksilver's death i know we talked about him very underwhelming yeah i felt no connection to that character whatsoever so when he died it just didn't mean anything. It was like, all right, a named character died. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's not great. And Tim, since you like Kick-Ass, did you realize that in this, obviously, it's Aaron Taylor Johnson who plays Kick-Ass, but the other Quicksilver, the better Quicksilver <laughs> in Days of Future Past is Evan Peters, which is one of Kick-Ass's friends in that movie. <laughs> it's like one of his friends. So oh, both yeah. Quicksilvers yeah. are in that movie, which is super weird, and I just wanted to bring it up. It is a little weird. Yeah, I don't know why that is. But Evan Peters is a far superior Quicksilver. <laughs> Still think it's weird that there's two different versions of the exact same character in two different universes one year apart. And they <laughs> didn't use this one at all. Nope. Just killed him right away. <laughs> why would you even fucking, like, why would you do this weird thing? Where because you're like, twins. I know, because twins. If Wanda's in it, you gotta have her brother. Can't you have one that's just Wanda and one that's nope. just Quicksilver? Nope. Uh, fuck me, I guess. Can't. Okay, <laughs> so the Avengers is actually the same length. For some reason, I thought the Avengers was like two hours even. No, that movie no, was like the two hours. Avengers one is definitely 20, as long as this one. 22 minutes, I think? Two hours, 22 minutes, 23? Yeah. It's, it's 143 minutes. Okay, there you go. Maybe um, that's another problem with this movie then. It just 
feels that... so much longer. <laughs> yeah, well, I was about to say, like, the Avengers just feels shorter, and I think that has to do with the pacing. The Avengers is very, very well paced. Whereas this movie, it's, it's like, good, but it's not great because there's so much going on. You're just jumping from place to place. It, it feels very spontaneous at times. The pacing is good for the most part. Yeah, no, again, I agree with both of you. Both of you are right. But I just have too much fun with this to really be like... I also think if you can't identify a clear narrative problem, it's hard for me to be like... No, yeah, this definitely isn't a bad movie. No, it's I, hard for me I to be like. I cannot oh, say it's a bad movie. A it's just like it's hard to identify. There are better Marvel movies. That's true, but this is still one I, I really enjoy. Yeah, this is really good. So let's let's read some listener stuff. Noah says it's so fun and good. Love it. It's such an awesome Avengers adventure. Adventure. No, no. All right, uh, where we get to experience the characters being themselves as a team. It does a great job building to the later movies with a ton of seed planting. This is a fun one to revisit since so much of what comes later started here. I love Ultron's portrayal in this. He feels exactly like what would happen if Tony went off the deep end and it makes for a great villain. Even though I personally love the movie's plot, I can see some of the common criticism that maybe it's a tad bloated with a lot of confusing side story. But honestly, I just love the character interaction throughout the entire thing. Adore Age of Ultron just as much, if not more, than the first, and Ultron says my name, which is awesome. I don't know when Ultron says Noah. I was trying to think about this because I did. Oh play yeah, yeah, he, he does. Does say he it. talk about Noah's Ark? Oh, that's yeah. right, he does. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's great for you, Noah. Then. Um, Shout out to Noah from Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a direct reference to Noah Solzman. <laughs> oh, another Tim has written in. Tim, th- was this you? Tim McMullen Condo? Is that like an alter ego of yours? No. Who okay. is the superior Tim? But I wish it was. <laughs> well, if you guys want to come and like, I have a Thunderdome in the backyard. <laughs> so if you guys want to come fight, my house is the place to do it. Tim McMullen says, <laughs> uh, honestly, I know people hate this film, right? Because it seems a bit wishwashy and like a lot of what they tried to do was just better in Civil War. But I understand that if you put it under an Avengers title, you expect something. You expect something. But at this point, it's like halfway through the cinematic TV series. Joss Whedon perfected the episode of the week with Buffy and Angel. It's what made those shows shine. It's ability to thread the be- the big bad within an episode of the week. This is what Age of Ultron is. It's just seeking the it's just seeing the Avengers appear to fight a bad guy that never shows up again with no major changes to the plot. Just like ideas for future stories. Well, that's not entirely true. <laughs> What's not true? Uh, it not having any impact on future stories. No, he says with. Just like ideas for future stories. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has more. No, yeah. it has ideas. Of course, this movie has nothing. <laughs> there was like no impact whatsoever on future movies. <laughs> Not necessarily. It's just completely standalone. <laughs> <laughs> it does do a better job than like Iron Man Two does. Oh yeah. As far as like setting oh, up other stuff. Actually, goes. no. That's actually kind of a good point because I think the first Avengers is standalone. I think there's very little. Like, it obviously sets up stuff in the future, but it doesn't do it in obvious, like, in-your-face kind of way like this one does, where it's like, yeah, we're gonna do the Infinity Stones or whatever. The Avengers feels very, um, like, you could you could not know anything about Marvel, watch it, and be like, oh, yeah, that was a, that was a fun movie, and not feel like you're missing out on anything else. Whereas with this one, you'd be like, what the fuck? What's, what was all that crap in the middle? What's an infinity stone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, both exactly. are definitely the worst examples. Like Iron Man 2 and Age of Ultron do it more than any other movie where they're like, set up, set up. But yeah. I, I prefer 
Well, at least they're not as bad as Batman v Superman. No, they're not as bad as like Batman v Superman or Amazing Spider-Man Two or like one that's just like what a fu- or the Mummy twenty seventeen. It's like what a fucking mess. <laughs> oh, there's a Dracula skull. Ah, oh. oh, I wonder what's gonna happen. But no, I think that's a good point, Tim McMullen. That's also a really yeah. good uh, kind of way to look at it. It's like how does this work as like a Monster of the Week style episode? Because you know, there's shows like Buffy and X Files and stuff where it's like we have our main plot and then there'll be an episode where it's just like this week Buffy fights a werewolf <laughs> and then it goes back it's like this week the Avengers fight a giant robot that's an interesting way of looking at it where it's just like here's another story of the Avengers but I think the stakes are a little higher than that yeah this isn't necessarily just another Avengers story but I do see what they're saying uh, Christopher Miller says some of the best costume designs in this one just like we said Cap, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Thor's is fine I guess and of course the Hulkbuster fight yeah, Thor, I mean, it's just a Thor outfit. It's, I prefer, I've said it before, I still prefer Thor's look in these movies as opposed to Ragnarok I onwards. I think I like, could compare know. the costume design to um, to the shift between Smash Brothers Melee and Smash Brothers Brawl. You mean yes. Like, <laughs> Wait, between... you mean like it gets edgier? No, no, like, like the Avengers is Melee, and then this, and then Age of Ultron is Brawl, like visually the everyone looks like salt snake <laughs> yeah because they because they desaturated everyone's costumes which isn't a bad thing it's just an observation yeah that's it, it kind of i mean fits yeah with the it, general... it's a correct observation <laughs> yeah no you're right <laughs> but yeah no i do prefer long-haired thor to short-haired thor short-haired thor does have its place though short-haired i do thor... enjoy short-haired thor well i was just gonna say in the same way that i prefer the melee look I prefer the Avengers look, but of course I'm biased. I prefer I the Avengers movie. look for everybody except probably, well, probably about half the team. Probably I think Hulk, Thor, and uh, Iron Man look better in Avengers, but I think Nat, Clint, and uh, uh, who's, who Cap. else? Cap. Okay, yeah, they you look forget better. about Captain America? I just forgot who I'd already <laughs> listed. <laughs> uh, no, those three, they look better in Age of Ultron, I think. Yeah. Because Clint's has, like, a little bit of purple to it, so it's being black tactical. Nat, Natasha's got, like, the, like, electricity stuff now. Yeah. Which is I, really cool. I, I do like how and that looks a lot. Stun sticks, so she's not just, like, like you know, a lady with a gun. Yeah, she's not just wearing a black skin tight suit. Right, yeah. Um, There's, like, a little color to it. No, it's much better. I, yeah. I think those three are better, but Tim is definitely right. I think that the other three are, are much better in the first one. This is a better... What do you think about this Captain America suit compared to the other Captain America suit? I like the other one, honestly. Okay. I don't know. I just like bright colors. I, I think comic book movies should be like there's Sin City or Watchmen, but, but I think for the most part, comic book movies should be bright and colorful. I will always prefer Captain America with the leather straps because it looks so that's, good. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the best one. I like the one where it's just the helmet that he stole from like the show. Yeah, yeah, and he's just got the. <laughs> I love that one. Um, people will know what I'm talking about. I don't need to elaborate. Yeah. They know. They know the show. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, you know, with with everything that's going on here, with everything that's come to light. People could use a little old fashioned these days. That's, That's a quote true. from Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, the so second of... greatest movie of all time. Our la- exactly. Those are the top two. <laughs> the last uh, thing we have is Travis Bose's good movie. Avengers has a lot to live up to. Time has been good to this one. Very succinct. And I, I do agree. I think that this movie probably looks better after everything it set up has actually happened. 
Um, cause it's not like, oh, Ragnarok, you know, Thor's having visions. It's like, we yeah. see where these go. This, this movie is definitely better in hindsight than it would be like at the time. Cause I, I know a lot of people didn't really seem to like this movie. Well, I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved yeah. it at the time, 12. but a lot of people Yeah, a lot of people problems. didn't like it at the time. But I feel yeah. like more people are starting to appreciate it now in hindsight, just knowing everything that happens in the future. But I mean, even without it, I still think it's pretty good on its own. It's yeah, it's it's a good one. I don't know, it's a good it's definitely like middle tier Marvel, which is like pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean that's still even you're low, not the dark world, so you're doing great. Tier. Yeah, I mean low tier <laughs> what, there's like four movies in the low tier like it's like it's not i mean you know we wouldn't do the show if we didn't love these yeah movies. that's what we always say. i mean i think we still would yeah we would that's why we do our dc show uh, <laughs> where we figured what we we did the math we like like five dc movies or yeah something. anyway they, they aren't um, they aren't too good <laughs> but they're fun to talk about yep even when they're fucking awful superman 4 anyway i think that's it boys right i think so we've it's pretty much we've it. talking for we like two hours we didn't mention how Scarlett Johansson was pregnant. Oh, that's but... right. Of course, she was that, pregnant. Yeah, which I is always even, forget about that. Even funnier that she's like, I'm a monster. I'm infertile. Yeah. Hide <laughs> my bump about with, that. with this purse. Yeah, just... I'm a monster. I'm infertile. As she's just rubbing her bump. Yeah, exactly. She's like, anyway, the baby's due next week. I'm also a compulsive liar. <laughs> yeah, you know. She's got her own problem. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that before. Because that's a fun, fun fact. Um and the okay hold on another super super random character moment that i really really like is uh clint naming his kid after natasha oh my god nathaniel yeah traitor (laughs) yeah that he's fat (laughs) yeah not related to anything that's just a little moment that i really really liked and just remembered we should talk about i'm so glad we didn't just that (laughs) we should talk about the very uh end of the movie where it's like it's it's kind of like I really love the part where it's like Cap and Tony say goodbye to each other and he's like I'm gonna miss you Tony like I know we had a disagreement but we're still like friends yeah nothing bad's gonna happen between us don't even worry I mean, about that's it. also how <laughs> Civil War ends too about... yeah but I mean from a prison cell <laughs> essentially no Is that, well, well everyone except for Cap yeah that's what I mean you know he's still it's different like they're they just save the world together and that's of yeah. fucking fighting each other to the death but i mean <laughs> little different yeah I mean, <laughs> you know uh but no you're you're not wrong but i like them saying goodbye to each other i like the shot where the three of them are just walking through the new headquarters especially because the fun fact that robert Downey jr is like on stilts so he can be as tall yeah. as they are, which is so funny um he's a little manlet <laughs> yeah he's tiny but we should talk about the the new avengers where it's like we'll whip them into shape not great the the actual avengers and then it cuts wonderful what yeah. isn't great is the shot where it's like this is the new team and it's just four guys and like a white void <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the white walls they're yeah like they're the just standing in like a hangar just just four people it's like sam and oh and when Rhodey and the helicarriers show up in the battle in sokovia that's so exciting yeah. i just see there's stuff to mention there's so much to mention captain marvel um, almost being in this movie Again, why I wanted to bring that up, because the, then they released the footage where there's like a stand-in for Captain Marvel, and she's there. And last thing I, I want to... Like that would have been really weird to just well, bring in. Yeah, well, I think she was going to be in the movie. I don't think she was just going to be there, right? I would hope so. Yeah. Um, last. No, thing... I think... Well, according to IMDb, I think she was just going to like come in at the last minute. That's awful. I don't think she was really oh, going like to be in it. Yeah, just like in Endgame, <laughs> where she saved everybody right at the end. Yeah, uh... Anyway, um, oh yeah, last, last, last thing I wanted to mention, talking about, also, that would be like a 
fifth new character. Yeah, Jesus Christ. We're talking about a sixth new character. Uh, I think I talked about this maybe in our last Avengers episode. Again, it was a while ago, so I don't really remember. But there was that leaked end credit scene where it's like Spider-Man, and he's on the building. There's like a window washer, and he's like washing the window, and then he wipes it. And then behind him on a different building, you see Spider-Man. He's like, hey, dude, what's going on? That was leaked on YouTube like the day before the movie came out. And everybody saw it. We were all like, oh my god, Spider-Man's the end credit scene in, in fucking Angel Ultron? Obviously didn't happen. But I went back and watched I've that. I've never re- seen that. Well, I'll show it to you after. We, You go back and watch that now, it's like, that fucking totally could have been. I, mean, I think it's also like filmed to look like it's on like a, uh, like off of a theater screen. So it's like, you can't completely see it, but you can see it enough to know what's going on. And it looks so convincing. Maybe it was at some point? I don't think And so. then they changed it last minute? I mean, I, I don't, how, I think it's How early made. before? It was like, well, it was released because the movie came out May 1st. And I think it came out on like August 30th or something. So like a day or two. Oh, before. no. Okay. That's too soon. Or not August. Sorry. April. Um, one of the A months for yeah. Avengers. Whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was, that's it now. <laughs> is is it. that actually that's it? it. <laughs> that's it. There's, there's more. I'm going to fucking do some post stuff. I'm like, hey, guys, forgot to mention uh, <laughs> this whole chunk of the movie. But I don't know. Well, I wouldn't blame you. There's so much. There's I mean, so much in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and I think that's the that's the kind of the bottom line is it's it's a very impressive feat um, juggling all the stuff. I mean, as, you know, and making it work as well as it does. And I think that's you could apply the same praise for the um, Infinity movies too. Or like you know. Yeah, like I was gonna say that can be applied to pretty much any Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, any of the big of the big four. It's like. You yeah. guys are like, Any doing of the a big great event, job here. Like, the big <laughs> event movies, like being it's able true. to actually make quality movies with everything that happens in them. Right. It's impressive. It is. It is. Two things I feel like I should mention just so people, so nobody's like, hey, you forgot to mention this. Uh, number one, there's that weird joke that that weird joke that Tony Stark makes about Natasha and Bruce that's like really <laughs> disturbing where he's like, are you guys playing hide the zucchini? That's oh, yeah. an uncharacteristically graphic joke for a <laughs> Disney movie to make. Um, and I already forgot the other thing, so fuck it. Oh, people were saying when he was in the Quinjet, when Hulk is in the Quinjet at the end, they said that he was going to go to space and meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. Imagine that- if that happened. <laughs> This is one of the ones that has Imagine like the most... Hulk went to space in a Quinjet. That oh. would never happen. <laughs> that did. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, so that Quinjet's going down. I guess he must have redirected it. It looks like he's going into the ocean to die. Yeah, kind of. The dog left. He's leaving. He's going out. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. You can find me on Instagram, FLipDeg. You can find me on Twitter, FLipDeg, but the Egg is a three. Uh, you can you can't find Franny on Instagram because um taking over. I'm, I'm in a Quinjet. He's in a Quinjet. He's going into space. <laughs> He's got to go fight some rock monsters. Stanley cameo, Excelsior. Love it. Oh, so so one of the better ones. Yeah. One of the better ones. Uh, you can find our. We do a DC show. Also, I should probably mention that we do every DC movie ever, which comes out every other week. Uh, next week we'll be talking about Supergirl. Two weeks on Great. this show we'll be talking about Ant Man. Actually. Um, I was going to say actually great, but no, it's, it's okay. What, Ant-Man? It's, <laughs> yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, it'll be a quick 
30 minute episode which is probably better than, what i'm gonna need after this one yeah like, i think i think people listening to this are also gonna need a break from this extremely long episode our event movies are our event episodes too. pretty much <laughs> because there's so much i mean well, the avengers episodes we've had tim so exactly yeah and hopefully we can get tim back again for something else tim uh, more avengers <laughs> yeah if he wants to come back for avengers i i don't know if i want to talk about the other one okay honestly. well we can find something for him to do i'm sure at some point are you a big fan of fant four stick or x-men apocalypse oh yeah the third and fourth best movies ever made yeah those two are my favorites both produced by josh Trink, do you enjoy superman 4 a quest for peace <laughs> <laughs> i have uh, never seen it well you can, <laughs> you can find tim's instagram at real timothy fleming all of this will be linked below also our dc show will be linked below and the social medias for that are at DC Movie Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, God, that was a fucking lot. Uh, I'm gonna go yeah. take a nap. Bye. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks Stay for safe. joining us, Tim. And thanks for joining us, everybody else. And yeah, anybody who welcome. didn't listen to this, go. Your loss. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Okay, look, the city's flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. But I'm going back out there because it's my job. Okay, and I can't do my job and babysit. Doesn't matter what you did or what you were. If you go out there, you fight, and you fight to kill. Stay in here, you're good. I'll send your brother to come find you. But if you step out that door, you are an Avenger.